Welcome to The Lead, a podcast about how to get ahead in the media industry from the people who did. I'm Charlotte Northworthy. In this very special bonus episode of The Lead, we are so excited to share with you that The Lead has been turned into an interactive ebook. The book is titled News Leadership, Conversations on Journalism and Its Future, and we have featured excerpts from nearly all of the interesting conversations we have had on the show since 2016. I co-edited the book along with Dr. Keith Herndon, director of the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership, and we're pleased to announce that the book is finally published by Kendall Hunt, an academic publisher. This episode features a conversation between me and Dr. Herndon about the process of producing this book. Now, here's the lead. Well, welcome to the show for the first time, Dr. Herndon. Thank you, Charlotte. This is uh, different. I'm usually the person reviewing the episodes and uh, acting as kind of the behind-the-scenes producer. Well, it'll be weird reviewing this one and having to hear your own voice. So I want to hear, we're here to talk about this exciting book project that we've spent pretty much the past year working on. Um, in its early stages, you started about a year ago. So where where did the idea for a book based on a podcast come from for you? Well, I was at the Association for Education and Journalism and Mass Communication. It's a big uh, trade conference, if you will, for journalism educators. And there's a book fair as part of this uh, conference. And I was wandering through the acres, it seems like, of books that are available. And there was so many about media leadership and media ethics and media management. And it occurred to me that we had this fascinating repository of all these episodes of media leaders and emerging thought leaders talking about these very topics. And I thought, why can't we take this material that we've already collected and put it together as a compilation and and offer this material in a more systematic way to an audience? And um, and we were able to find a publisher that agreed with that concept. Whenever you first came to me with this idea, it immediately made sense. I mean, the idea of organizing audio in a way that can be digestible in one of two ways. We're sort of condensing the these over 40 episodes, over 10 hours of audio. We're sort of condensing it um, in a way that that we're organizing the the themes of the concepts that we talk about over the course of what, three years now? And readers can read the content, but they can also listen to it. Absolutely. I think that we see the changing nature of educational resources. The idea of a printed textbook is not something that we have to adhere to in a classroom. And uh, being able to take this material and put it at what is essentially a combination of an ebook and an audiobook together as kind of this digital package uh, makes this content really accessible. And um, we were fortunate, um, you know, I had several conversations with uh, various publishers there at that book fair. Um, and uh, immediately Kendall Hunt and the acquisition editors that were there at the book fair saw the kind of the beauty of the project, if you will. They saw how it could come together. And uh, we were able to pull the contract together and, and, and get this going. And I started on this project as a full-time project. You know, I'm, I'm, I was a full-time student at the time while we were in, you know, sort of the pre-production process, but we were trying to set up the timeline in a way that I could commit to this full-time and really dig through the weeds and have to listen to all these episodes and start figuring out how we were going to organize the content from there. 
I think the project came together uh, for me when you agreed to be the lead editor. Uh, it was one of those things where, um, gosh, we had so much volume of material. Uh, I think we were discussing earlier, we had well over 10 hours of, of edited episodes. If you looked at the raw material that those episodes came from, it was dozens of hours of material. But if we just took the episodes as they aired, it was more than 10 hours of material, and we really had to boil that down to something more manageable in this uh, compilation form, which ended up to be around an hour of material. So that was a lot of, uh, a lot of culling, a lot of determining these are the excerpts that we feel have a message that will speak to students when they're looking at these various um, aspects of media leadership or news leadership. Mm -hmm. And as we were going through all of the episodes, we we started by simply just writing down who were our guests over the course of the podcast history. Let's look at a list of what of what the the headlines or the titles of each episode were. And and we started quickly realizing we broke out a whiteboard and and we wrote down everybody and we started naturally dividing them up into into themes or topic areas, and those sort of ended up formulating chapters. Right. Well, you know, it, it was clear that the purpose of the lead podcast when we started it back in 2016 with uh, Daniel Funky um, uh, as, the student, as the initial student host, the, the idea behind that was, was to focus on leadership as a theme. So we knew that when we started putting the book together, that, that, that was going to be an, an overarching concept, obviously. So we started with the first theme, if you will, the first chapter of the book as leadership. But then we wanted to kind of take that into some subcategories, and then chapter two became uh, ethics and responsibilities, and chapter three became the facets of journalism, the specialties, the different ways that people approach journalism. And then finally, uh, one of the key elements of these episodes have been uh, career advice. Obviously, we're aiming the podcast at our student audience here at the Grady College, and so we wanted these guests to, to talk, in, in many cases, about what worked for them and what they think young emerging journalists need to do. So as you and I were going through that whiteboard exercise, these themes almost became self-apparent or, or readily apparent, and I felt like that was a, that, that's been a great organizing device for the ebook. And from there, once we had our themes decided, I then had to go and, and cull through all of the content and see what were the key elements from each guest that would be applicable toward those various themes. And so I had to begin this huge transcription process. And you had found a transcription software called Descript. And that enabled me to basically have a first line of defense toward this 10 hours of of uh, transcriptions, and they were. I was able to simply download all of this content, plug it into Descript, and they, their computer basically transcribed as a first round all of this content for me. So I could at least see with my eyes rather than with my ears what were the subjects that they were talking about. Obviously, uh, with any computer software, there's going to be uh, it's going to be riddled with various grammatical errors, and it's going to hear words as one thing and they actually were another. And so that that there was a, a, a huge line edit process that was a multi-stage thing that we had to go through thereafter, but that at least was able to help me begin dividing up the content a little bit. Right. I think that for me, this was a project that certainly um, illustrated how far transcription tools have come. 
you know, we looked at some others before we ultimately decided on Descript. And you mentioned that there were several, you know, mistakes that we had to clean up. I think we probably got it through the computer algorithms to about 85% accuracy, probably. And if we'd been doing this project, say, you know, five years ago with uh, some type of a tool like that, you would have been struggling to get to a 50% accuracy rate, probably. So I think that from a journalist's uh, standpoint, uh, the agony of transcribing interviews and, and that process, the technology is really coming, um, really coming to bear some fruit on this. And, and I think that we were able to see um, a tool um, you know, obviously this isn't an, an advertisement necessarily for Descript, but the whole idea of natural language, artificial intelligence, being able to come to, you know, to bear on these interviews is, is really an important advancement, I think, and where this technology can help journalists. And it was a natural fit for the style of the book that we were going for, this, this combination of text and audio. The software enabled me to timestamp everything and be able to go back in and find where was the excerpt that I decided to pull for the book so that I could then go and edit each individual episode to be able to include that excerpt in audio form for the ebook. Right. I think that it's interesting that if a professor or someone is, is teaching a media management course or uh, the way we teach leadership here at Grady through a special uh, training program, uh, being able to point out some specific excerpts, but then having the student listen to that person say the words, it makes it more impactful when you can hear the tone in which the person said it. Sometimes we can read an important quote and we put our own intonation on those words, but we actually hear the audio, how the person said it in their own voice. It really underscores the power of what it was they said. You know, and and having that combination of being able to see the transcript and then hear the audio is a, a powerful combination that I think is the reason why doing the book the way we've done it uh, makes it a really good educational resource. I definitely think that it will be very useful in the classroom setting, but also just on an individual consumption setting, because like you said earlier, this podcast has always been geared towards students, entry level uh, career professionals even, and and being able to condense the format to where they can easily digest it and easily understand exactly how it was meant to be heard, I think will be very valuable as well. Absolutely. And, and I also think from an educational standpoint, we've included the questions that our student hosts have asked. And um, uh, through Daniel uh, that we mentioned earlier, and then the subsequent hosts, uh, Nate Brammel and Noel Lashley, up until you took it over, um, the student hosts have been an integral part of this project. We, we are a training program here at the Grady College, and having student hosts meet these professionals and put together an interview, we've, we've tried to emphasize the conversational tone of the interviews but uh, at, the, at the end of the day, the student host had to be prepared. Uh, you guys have had to make sure that you understood who it was you were interviewing, uh, why they were an important guest, what, if they had a relationship to the college, what that was. I think all of those elements have come together to make the, the lead podcast a, a really interesting project in itself. And then this compilation of all of those, um, it, it really underscores the 
the breadth of the uh, people that we've had here as guests at the Grady College? It's been really humbling, even still as a student working on this project, because I am able to directly benefit from the content that I'm creating, but also that my co-hosts or hosts that came before me have created. um, And that in itself has also been very unique. Right. Um, The Grady College has an enormous uh, alumni pool that we've tapped uh, for these interviews when they've come back to campus. But in addition to that, we attract uh, a significant number of prominent people from the industry. The interviews include Pulitzer Prize winners, Peabody winners, you know, book award winners, Emmy winners. Uh, so I think that it's just the accomplishments of the people that we've interviewed speaks to the type of advice, if you will, that's here. It speaks to the type of insights that we're getting. Um, and, and I think that when you organize into these, these various themes, it makes it a project that has some significant educational value. Well, I'm very excited for the release of this book. And not just saying that because I put in lots of laborious hours, but because I I genuinely do think that it's going to benefit a a lot of people. Well, I think that um, the reason that we do these kind of projects uh, through the Cox Institute and that we fund these things is that we often don't know what's going to work and what's not going to work. We're sitting in a room here doing this recording that we call the Journalism Innovation Lab. And part of that is to just try different things. When we started the podcast uh, a few years ago, we didn't know that it was going to attract the type of people that it was going to attract. We didn't know that it was going to be, you know, emphasized as an educational resource the way we've done it at Grady and the things that we've um, uh, done with that uh, as part of our Grady news source, or our digital news source, and you've and you've done annotations and things to explain how we've done the episode. We didn't know any of that when we started, and we certainly didn't know that it was going to attract the attention of a national academic publisher and wanting us to pull this together in a in a podcast form. So um, I you know I tell this to my uh, other you know educator colleagues. Just try something and and see if it works. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It can be almost any kind of thing that gets the students thinking about new forms of journalism and how we can be innovative in creating teaching resources. This has been a teaching resource for the student hosts, but it's also been a learning resource for all the students that have listened to the episodes and for the professors that have used it as part of their course material. Dr. Herndon, thank you so much for visiting with me today on the podcast and for working with me on this project. I'm very excited. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for tuning in to this very special bonus episode of The Lead. We're so excited to share this project with you, and you can find the link to purchase the book in the episode description on our Twitter page at The Lead Podcast or at grady.uga.edu slash Institute. Tune in next time to hear our very special season seven finale episode.